I'm so excited to bring you guys this interview this week with Miss Kayla Sierra. Like she, first of all, she's like my big sister. Second of all, she's just such a dope person, like in general. Um, just, I mean, you're going to hear about some of her story, but from losing her parents at a young age from addiction to like being a teen mom to like dealing with depression, um, to owning a barber shop with her husband and guys she's not just like a barber she is like super talented and now she's started her own page for makeup on youtube and i feel like for all that she's accomplished in her life so far what makes me so excited is that i know that there's so much more for her and I just love her energy and the vibe that she brings. So I hope that you guys enjoy this new episode, this new interview. And yeah, let's get welcome, Miss Kayla Sierra, to Get Up Time Podcast. Thank you for giving me some of your time today. Thank you for having me. Of course, I'm super excited for this interview. You are like a big sister to me, and such an amazing person and I think that uh-huh. your story is super dope so hopefully my listeners will get to see that as well thank you listen you this is my first podcast interview ever so hey. it might be worth something one day yes <laughs> I'm claiming that I'm claiming that <laughs> Yes. I'm excited it's with you. I'm very excited it's with you. I'm so proud of you and everything that you're doing. You're a rock star. I love your energy. So I'm very excited that my first podcast gets to be with you. Oh, you're going to make me cry. It's <laughs> <laughs> pregnancy emotions. Girl, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so we're going to get into it. So just some background on my podcast. Um, my podcast is called Get Up 10, obviously, <laughs> and I named that after a Cardi B song because the whole message of, like, knock me down nine times, but I get up 10, and just getting back up when life knocks you down, which definitely happens to everyone, and You're right. the whole message of, like, being resilient and persistent has always resonated with me. So, that being said, how has life knocked you down? Girl, it's hard for me to pick one <laughs> because I promise you, like you said, I go through that all the time too. Um, but I would definitely say um, the most, the one that sticks out the most is just like from our early childhood, just a little background. So both my parents really struggled hard body with um, heroin. And so I was kind of born into Um, that struggle. And as a kid, I obviously didn't even know that that was an issue. That was like my norm. You know, my dad was in jail for 10 years. So I didn't meet my dad till I was about like 11. He went to jail when I was really, really young. I was like 11, 12. Um, And my mother, unfortunately, she passed away about a week before my 13th birthday due to a drug overdose. Um, And then my dad went back to jail. So early on in my life it was just a hot mess you know and and it really 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 could have knocked me down and kept me down there um I got pregnant with my son at the age of 14 um you know just looking for love in the wrong places and 
um, just, you know, and it really was just, I never really received a lot of affection as a kid. My grandmother did an Austin job with what she had. Um, but you know, she lost her daughter to a drug overdose and just looking back at it, like I'm 29 years old now and my mom passed away when she was, she was 33. So we're kind of close in age now. And I'm like, wow, my mom was a baby at the time she passed away. And I just, as an adult, I look at it so differently. And, um, I just, I, I don't, I've learned to not really blame the neglect that I felt like I got when I was younger, because I understand from a parent's perspective, it's like, I don't know how I would receive it and how I would even cope with losing my child, especially to, you know, just that ugly um, drug addiction that a lot of people struggle with. Um, but one thing about me just going through all of that was I refused to allow myself to get hit by life so many times and just eat that like my whole thing was like I went through so much when I was younger thank god I got that over with I'm now going to take life into my own hands and um thrive and make life the best that I can and make sure that I give my son the life that I know that we both can have and with that being said you know I I really did struggle stuff didn't happen right away I um, struggled with a lack of self-confidence. I found myself in abusive relationships, just still, like I said, looking for love in the wrong places and trying to fill that void that I had um, just through going through what I went through. Um, but when I did find the self-confidence, I did. Um, I went to school. I became a dual licensed barber, cosmetologist. I'm now a shop owner. I'm an educator. Um, life's good now, girl. <laughs> Yeah. And what would you say was that defining moment where you decided to like take control essentially over your life instead of just being like, woe is me. And like, I've been through all this stuff and like that whole quote unquote victim mentality, like was there a defining moment or like. Absolutely. So <laughs> to be completely transparent, my, the defining moment, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, when I got out of my abusive relationship about 12 years ago, um, it was about 11 to 12 years ago, um, I found myself, um, you know, excessively drinking and just partying, um, you know, just trying to numb myself. And I remember a conversation, I was with my, my childhood best friend, like we grew up together, we went to um, elementary school, high school together. And um, I, I remember the moment I said, um, we, it was like the next moment, the next morning after partying and we were talking about spending money on the stuff that we were buying, you know, alcohol and all, the whole nine yards. And I was like, you know, at least I don't really spend money on it like that. And she was like, girl, you spent like $300 just last week on whatever it was. And I just, that was like a wake up call to me. My whole thing was like, number one, I can't be, I'm a mother. I can't be doing this. And I lost my mother to a drug overdose. I lost my mom to this lifestyle. Like I'm not going to give my son this life. Like that pain was so hard instilled into me. It's just, I, my son was my why, even though I was so young, like he, I wanted to give him a good life and I didn't want to repeat history. So that really was the turning point. I completely cut 
all my friends off. It was very lonely for me. Um, I went through a really long time period of depression, um, but I just kept myself busy and, and I enrolled myself in school and that was just my drive. I was going to give my son the best life. So the next question is supposed to be like, how did you get back up? <laughs> but I feel like you <laughs> kind of already touched on that as far as like, just, um, I don't know how I want to say this, but I, I have the image of like a closet and like you just getting in there and like cleaning it out as far as like relationships go. And then like you said, you kept busy and I feel like those are yeah. definitely. You know what I learned through that whole process, not to interrupt you, but just to like kind of help even directed towards that um, topic is I remember being so afraid of being by myself that I was literally willing to compromise who my circle of influence was. Like I had friends around me that I wanted them to love me for me, but they only loved me for what I had. Um, we were partying. Like, and when you took away the partying, I realized we had nothing else in common. Um, when I had to kind of stop everything and put myself in school, I became boring and people really didn't want to hang out with me. And I learned to not compromise. And I was like, you know what, it, it's going to have to be okay. And I'm going to have to learn how to love Kayla by myself. And when I did that, and I, and I spent a long time by myself, it, it, it was a long time. And um, I focused on me and I realized I started attracting different type of people. And I realized because I was about my business without me even looking for it, like people that were about their business too, they wanted to start coming around me and they wanted to help me, you know? Um, so it really, that, that was a defying moment for me. Um, and I, it's a lesson learned that I take with me and, and pass on to younger kids too, because I see it. A lot of kids hang out with kids that they know they don't like them. You know, a lot of us are guilty of that, but we have such, so many underlying issues within ourselves, whether we want to admit it or not to the point where we, we compromise, you know? Yeah, that's so powerful. And I was just thinking about like, when do we really learn how to be good alone I don't know like I mean I guess it's a little bit easier if you're like an only child but even then like you still have to like go to school and you're always like with people kind of I don't know I'm just thinking about it because I, I mean like I feel like it 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 takes different forms like you can get to a point in life where you are completely fine being by yourself but like a lot of us do struggle with mental health especially with now with this whole global pandemic that's going on like with human interaction being so far-fetched right now I know it's easy for people to slip into um like I need to be around people but right now is the time to really look into yourself and and learn who you are what are some past traumas that you never addressed you know, what are some underlying things that are controlling your emotions that you may have no idea that you even have? You know, I've learned to fall in love with being by myself at certain times because in those moments, you become a better human being if you really allow yourself to do that deep-rooted work. I completely agree. <laughs> At my last interview, I was just saying how because um, we touched on a similar topic of just that alone time. You know, I was saying how, like, I'm in a season where, I mean, obviously, because of 
the pandemic to a degree, but also just because since I like moved to North Carolina and like my husband is still kind of transitioning down here, like I've spent a lot of time by myself. <laughs> and in yes. the beginning, yeah, in the beginning it was like super hard and I was like an emotional wreck and it sucked. And then I kind of decided to like get my life together and start being creative. Hence, here we are doing this interview. <laughs> but it's yeah, so like, when you go through it, you def- it's definitely like growth on the other end for sure. Absolutely, man. And when you silence all the noise as much as possible, like, because it's a loud world. And let me tell you something. I could be locked in a room by myself, no TV, no music, no nothing. And my mind is so loud. Like, my mind just goes and goes and goes. But through being intentional on taking that time to be by myself every single day and it's really not to be by myself it's just to pray to god and really center myself and and all that good stuff it it, you get used to it you definitely get used to it i agree because before it was like oh my gosh i'm about to be alone about to be by myself and i'm like brave (laughs) you're definitely brave i've never had an experience like that but you're definitely brave now I'm like okay like where do I want to be in life and like what can I do to help me get there and like for a while I was doing puzzles but it sucks because not everybody's doing puzzles I'm like really upset about this like (laughs) puzzles for a minute now like for months and now that everybody's inside everybody wants to do puzzles so they're all sold out in stores so I don't have that outlet anymore like I'm really (laughs) upset but anyways so now that I don't have my puzzles I'm like okay like how can I what can I do for my podcast to make it better and like what can I pick today? Go. And like, just really getting, it's really helping you to get into that creative space, which I think is awesome. Right. And what I love so much about what you're doing too, like we were talking about it a little before, bit before we hopped on, is you just move. Like, don't get caught up in making it perfect and, and what people are going to think. You got to do what's good for you and what brings you joy in your heart. And you just go and you make the adjustments along the way. Yes, completely. Okay, I feel good about this, so (laughs) let's let's move on to the next question. (laughs) Okay, so again, more background. So like I said, this podcast is named after Cardi B, ironically. It's so funny because, like, I named my podcast after her, but, like, I really don't follow her. I love her, Um, Little Ratchet Self, okay? (laughs) And my husband, my husband has this thing. He's like, don't nobody say anything about Cardi B around Kayla because she will really take personal offense. Like, those are her real people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I will. (laughs) You know, it's funny because, like, I haven't been on Instagram. I think in June, it'll be, like, a year of me being off of Instagram. And I just think sometimes about how many people I used to follow on Instagram, like, because I don't, I feel like Instagram people, like, they mostly focus on Instagram, like, they might have a Facebook page, but it's not the same content, so mm-hmm. I'll, like, see them randomly, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I used to be all up on that person's stories and photos, <laughs> I guess, like, she's one of them to a degree, so that's why I'm, like, I named this after her song and stuff, and, like, I'm about to continue, but, 
like I really don't I don't know I'm not like die hard like <laughs> I feel like I can relate to that song when it comes to like being in the gym because let me tell you something right I have struggled with my weight my whole entire life and I got to a point where I was in the best shape of my entire life your girl had a little four pack poking through I was gassed you couldn't tell me nothing and then I got married and my husband got me so comfortable being thicker than a snicker because that's how he likes me. And it got to a point where I'm like, I have mad cute clothes in my closet that I can't wear because I'm out here pleasantly plumping it. Mind you, I'm okay. Like, I'm highly confident in the fact that I am a cute little chubby girl and my husband <laughs> loves me that way. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I'm like, I gotta get back. It's more so... I wanted to do something that I would be proud of myself with. And, you know, I just turned 29 this year and I'm like, yo, I can't go into my thirties with the same struggles I've had earlier in my life. And I feel like I'm always up and down. So I get it. Like knock me down nine, ten, nine times, but I get up 10, like no matter how many times, like I may lose some weight and gain it a little bit back. I just still find myself like, no girlfriend, like we got to get it together. I swear I have like two people living in my head. <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. I think we call that, my husband and I, we call it that happy weight. Because. <laughs> the happy, yes, it is happy. I, happy, I definitely, yeah. <laughs> Me too, but then I got pregnant. <laughs> and it made it okay. I get it. <laughs> yeah, but no, as soon as this little girl comes out, I can't wait to like get back into the gym because it really does help. Yes, you was killing it too, girlfriend. That's why you probably yeah, got pregnant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then my husband's like, "Oh, when you get back to that, you're getting pregnant again." And I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> you better wait." <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but okay, continue. So that was a good little. <laughs> that was <a> sad note. <laughs> um, okay. So one of the things that made me like follow Cardi B and kind of like admire her come up was the fact that she did it completely being herself. Like she had no type of filters or apologies for like who she is and where she came from. And I think that's so dope. So what does it look like to you to live your life? Like just being authentic and not having a filter. Like what does that look like to you? What are some key components to doing that? Like, can we just talk about that a little? Absolutely. And it's, I'm actually kind of geeked that this is even a topic because I was actually just talking about this with my husband. So I definitely struggled with not being myself for a majority of my life. Um, I always, I have this deep rooted issue that I've realized of um, not being accepted or abandonment and neglect. Like, I have, it's some sort of spirit like that, that I really struggled with, you know, just with my dad not being in my life, my, both of my parents struggling with drugs. As I was younger, I really always thought like they valued drugs over more so me. Like I took it personal as a kid. Like I really thought something was wrong with me. So it's something that I never really healed from until recently. Um, but what's funny is you know, I've been a business owner for about eight years. I've been in the business with my husband and, um, you know, through involving myself with professional development and just really diving into like the shark tank, if you will. Um, 
I, I felt some sense of like intimidation where I just felt like I really needed to be on my best behavior at all times. Um, you know, being, you know, when you're on the phone, you have your like corporate voice. <laughs> That's like the best way I can explain it. Like I just was always on my corporate voice and that's super adaptive you know at the end of the day um i'm a city girl i've grew up born and raised in the city um and i definitely have a little city swag to myself and i definitely have a little fire in myself and i've learned to fully embrace and step into fully who kayla is um i want to say about two years ago like i i had a breakthrough where it just got to the point where i was tired like if you don't if you don't like me and i and i have no bad intentions and and i really am not i'm just being myself and you have a problem with it i've learned not to make that problem my problem like whatever little version of yourself about me like we don't share that that's that's not mine to carry you know so and what god really showed to me was when you're truly authentically yourself not only are you going to bless people the way that God needs to use you, you're definitely going to receive certain blessings that you wouldn't receive if you were adapting, if you weren't being yourself. And I'm all for that. I'm all for the alignment. I'm like, yes, God, I have my own people who follow me. I have my own people who I follow. Everybody ain't for everybody, you know, and it goes the same way with how Cardi B is do i agree with how she carries herself sometimes as a woman sexually no do i agree with some of the stuff that comes out of her mouth no i not i wouldn't act like that but that's not my business what i do respect from her is she's super knowledgeable like a lot of people would have no idea how knowledgeable she is she just sounds ignorant because at the end of the day, she's from the Bronx. Like, what do you expect? Like, she's from the hood in Bronx, so she's going to sound like that. You know what I'm saying? And she's, she has her own certain people that she's going to bless, and that's it. You're, you're going to be, you're going to end up playing yourself in life if you try to serve everybody. And that's just, that's my take on it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're done here. There you go. <laughs> Drops mic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I completely, completely agree with like so much of the stuff that you just said. So thank you for that oh, wisdom. Okay. No problem. It's definitely helped too having peers, like especially people I look up to that are fully themselves. They share their flaws and it's okay. Like I've learned more from other people's flaws and my flaws than people's perfections or my perfections. So now I'm to the point where like, I really don't care about sharing embarrassing moments or some things that in my past I would be ashamed of because it blesses people. There's some things that people are going through right now that are so scared to speak up because they're afraid they're going to get shut down. They're afraid they're going to get judged. And I don't represent that. I'm not for that. So that's why I love to just be open. And sometimes I scare my husband because he doesn't know what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> but I'm, I'm free. Like, I really, really feel free in my skin. That's so beautiful. <laughs> like, yes, <laughs> freedom. Like, how many people can say that? Like, I feel free. And I feel like that's definitely like a 
a goal for me in how I live and yeah you know what I learned about that though Ginger about being free it's a it's it's every single day work you're not gonna get to a point where you're free and that's it like you gotta maintain that freedom because Mm -hmm. you can get bound and take a couple steps back real quick if you're not intentional say that (laughs) and I'm that's something else I've been noticing too because like I'm no fool like when coronavirus started to hit I was like Ooh, okay god like I know you're working in, in the midst of this so what's up yeah, <laughs> yeah it's crazy because I have been journaling I don't know if you guys hear my husband's car rubbing in the background but anyway <laughs> I <laughs> have been journaling for like a couple of years now and it's just crazy to see like the cycles like I went through this place of like being so like into my time with God and like God is showing me this God is showing me that this is the scripture I read today this is what I think about that and like I just had this dream and then I kind of got away from that to be mm-hmm. and it's crazy because um I actually I think in like 2017 or whatever 2018 I started writing these like dear future husband letters and it was just like whatever would come to me in the moment like random stuff but anyway that's cute yeah it was fun (laughs) I started doing that and then I forgot about them fast forward to like a couple months ago my husband and I are like sitting in our house and I'm like going through my phone and I'm like oh like look at these letters (laughs) oh these are for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's like okay like I want you to send me them um send me like a few, it was literally like 80 something letters. And he was like, okay, send me like three a day. And so we did that for a little bit. And it was crazy because in some of the letters, I was just like, like my love for the Lord really came through. And I was like, I can't wait to like raise our kids together and go to church and like, just be an example for other people of like what Jesus can do. And it was coming from a really pure place. But at the time, like I wasn't in that place anymore. So when he read those letters, I was almost like a little bit embarrassed. And I was like, yeah, that's not really, I don't know if I would word it like that. I don't know if that's like really who I am. But then now, since I'm like spending time with God again, and it's really so, it's been like so healing. And I just feel like so much more like pure. I want to say the real word is clarity, but pure just felt right in the moment. Anyways. No, that's, like, so, that's really, really dope and creative. I love that. Yeah. Now that I'm spending that time with God again, like I should be. <laughs> um I'm like no like that that kind of is me in those letters but yeah like that it, it really is an everyday thing because <laughs> that's what it's yes girlfriend quick. and don't let the devil lie to you that is that is you and it's okay to go through different seasons it's okay like I I think I, I'm actually glad that you even mentioned that because that's real a lot of people struggle with that guilt I know I struggle with that guilt sometimes. And it's funny that you say that. Like, I was looking back in my journal log back from like 2017 when my dad passed away. So my dad just died a few years ago from a drug overdose. And that's when I just was like, you know what, God? I've had it. I can't do this without you. This I'm a hot mess without you. It's not working. And I was like, I dove in head first because... I was, I was going through a really, really, really tough, dark time in my life at that time. And I remember thinking like, wow, God, like, I don't want to get to a point where something really bad has to happen to me for me to be like, 
beyond thirsty for you. Like, I want this just to be like, I want to be stage five clinger with God. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, it really, I was listening to pastor preach this morning and he said, you have never felt a high until you have been on fire for Jesus. And I remember probably like 10, 11, 12 years ago when I was really partying and turning up, I probably would have laughed and thought that was corny, but I know how that feels and I've experienced it for myself. And he's right. Like it's, it's a different type of feeling. You can't even explain it. And I remember I caught myself. I was like, I got to get back to that. And God checked me. He said, stop comparing your old you with the you now. It doesn't matter if you were doing better in the past. That's not the season anymore. This, you're, it, this is a new season. And now I'm like, I want to get bigger and better than that, whatever that looks like. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so important to be in alignment and just talk to him so you can get to that. Because as humans, we're not that deep and we're not that smart to know what that looks like by ourselves. That is so real and definitely resonated with me because right now I'm just like, okay, God, like we are getting it back together day by day. And I'm just like, okay, so coronavirus and quarantine and all this is not going to last forever. So I'm like, okay, how do I make sure that this is stuff that becomes everyday things and I don't let go of it, especially with like me getting ready to welcome my daughter into the world. Like I'm about like what kind of woman do I want to be like what do I want her to look up to so but oh my gosh <laughs> I feel like like um, school what is it fangirl I don't even know but I'm just like yes <laughs> like <laughs> I completely agree with you like it's a different kind of high but yeah, it is I feel like it takes stuff to get to that point but like once you get oh to definitely that, it's so sweet so 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 sweet for sure it is and people on the outside definitely notice it too yeah I'm so excited like I was watching ET this morning um preach and then like I was thinking about it and I'm like oh it's Saturday so I'm like off this weekend and I'm like tomorrow's Sunday so I'm like yay more church more God time (laughs) (laughs) I thought I lost you for a second but my clumsy behind just muted myself so (laughs) (laughs) it's okay um yeah so I'm just gonna move on to the fun questions because I feel like we definitely well I won't I will give you most of the credit like you definitely hit on some amazing stuff so I oh thank you it's us girlfriend it's us. <laughs> I feel good about moving on to the fun stuff so what song do you have on repeat right now what song mm-hmm. okay don't laugh at me <laughs> But it's Queen Latifah Unity. Oh my gosh. Did you just post that the other day or something? I did. Yes. I don't even know how I found out about that song, but it is such a vibe. Like it is. Who you calling a uh? (laughs) Don't get me started. (laughs) Throw back. Yes, uh, anything 90s vibes. I'm all for it. And DJ D Nice, okay, he has me back on my 90s vibe. So I love his I love his playlist. I miss where do you listen to his playlist? Cause Spotify. Okay. I'm not it's such good, it's such feel-good music. (laughs) I'm like, well, he was the one that did the whole like club um quarantine. He does it like every day now. Yeah, and then I'm not on Instagram, so like I was just seeing everybody post about it. I'm like 
the well now you can join it's on spotify, spotify. <laughs> thank you for putting me on <laughs> yes just look up dj d nice homeschool playlist and it is so fire it's like cookout music oh i'm so happy you said that because <laughs> that is definitely like the vibe right now like as the season's changing i mean today in north carolina like the weather sucks but like yesterday it was so beautiful and like since I just got into my house, we don't, we're still like working on furnishing it. And I've just been like trying to slip my husband hints, like we need a grill, we need a grill. And every time <laughs> I go outside and like smell somebody grilling, I'm like, oh, babe, do you smell that? Like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's like, it's the smell of the, of the grill calling us. Facts. And he's like, okay, so do you want a bed or do you want a grill? And I'm like, no. When I walk outside and I smell it. <laughs> I mean, grill doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> so it's so funny that you said that because I can't wait. I mean, I don't even know what kind of summer I'm about to have being a new mom. I don't think any of us know the summer that we're about to have. Yeah, that's true. Too. <laughs> new mom or not. <laughs> to be honest. I know, the whole cookout, just that word just makes me so happy. <laughs> I don't interfere. I know. Oh, anyways, <laughs> once quarantine is over or whatever. I don't know how you want to take this question. Because, okay, it's a question about travel, but it seems like ironic to ask about travel right now. But let's just pretend quarantine <sighs> never happened. If you travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you go? It's so ironic that you're asking that because my flight I had to cancel. I was supposed to be on my way to Mexico this morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. No, don't cry. No, 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 I won't. But um, if I could go anywhere, I would go to Thailand because they get like, I don't know. I just always see people riding tigers in Thailand. I have this idea that I just want to do that. Did you watch Tiger King? I did. I did not. Yeah, it was a mess. I watched it before everyone else started watching it, and it was a mess. <laughs> but anyway, but, it's funny that you said that, because that is what my last guest said, too. That's what Rachel said. <gasps> do you remember that? Okay, so do you remember when we were on Myrtle Beach, right? <laughs> and I wanted us to go to that tiger safari thing, but it, but it was, like, really expensive. Do you remember that? No. Okay, oh. well, I did. And... and just because you brought up Tiger King, that safari was mentioned on that show. And I was like, wow, thank God we didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, should I be going there? <laughs> I don't, I used to be all for that. And now I just, I'm, no, I don't agree with it. I would like to go see some tigers in the wild, though. I think that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Thailand. <laughs> that's cool. And wait, is that, I always think that like Bali and like, is Bali in Thailand? I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. It's I, I don't want to sound that stupid. Part. I Me really neither. don't know. <laughs> like, I just see those people in, like, infinity pools and, like, all the green. Yes. Like, yes. It's, like, yes. Thailand gives me jungle Asian vibes. Like, yes. I'm, but my husband's scared to go to Thailand with me. He's like, you might have to go by yourself. He's like, that's not handicap accessible. For those listeners oh. that are listening, my husband's in a wheelchair. Yes, but <laughs> I'm like, mm, we might have to figure this out because that's definitely on my bucket list. Yeah, I feel like it probably, I mean, I just want to go everywhere anyways, but the fact that like you said that and Rachel said that, I'm just like, okay, like 
I guess I should go to Thailand too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. <laughs> next lady <laughs> next um Lady Lions meet up in Thailand and tell Shelly. <laughs> yeah, that would be next level. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So the last question is um, a book recommendation. So it could be something that you're reading right now or something that you read at some point that was like just super impactful for you. So give our listeners a book suggestion. So my favorite, favorite book ever is A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I literally read it all the time. It's one of those books that it's not just like a one-time read because there's so many gems in that book, especially as it regards to um, being spiritually and consciously aware. Um, That book if I were to say any book changed my life, that book changed my life. It's by, it's called The New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Okay. I've definitely heard of that book, but I don't know if I read it or not. Oh, so good. Thank so you. good. All right. So unless you have any closing thoughts, we are good to go. Um, no other closing thought besides thank you for having me on your dope podcast. This is a dope <laughs> experience. And it even more pleasurable because it was you. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Like, I'm super excited about this interview. And I know that people are going to get a lot out of it. Love you. Love you, girlfriend. (laughs)